Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, you are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we talk about films we think might be underrated or underseen. And sometimes what we do is we pick a classic film that either one of us or both of us hasn't seen and we try and decide if it's a classic or deserving to have its classic status which is what we did this week so let's see what we're going to be talking about it's ghostbusters alice that's what it is that's the, that's the film it is the film that's yeah the film i picked this it week. Uh, picked you it picked it, it? um yeah. Uh, yeah it is a classic yeah that's it uh, okay dip <laughs> no, so Thanks we're going to be talking about <laughs> Ghostbusters from 1984. Obviously, first question everyone asks is, how is this underrated or underseen? As I said in the intro, we sometimes talk about a classic film, sometimes older classic films. This one being much a slightly older, newer, yeah, much, much, yeah. much older. Um, and this week we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters because Alice... Hadn't seen it, had you, Alice? I'd never, I've never seen Ghostbusters before. This was the first time. I'm pretty sure you'd seen it. Yeah, but so I got had to pick it. My yeah, my first. So so yeah. One of my questions is how how have you not seen Ghostbusters? Well, this is a terrific question, and this is why it was on my list for this. Like <laughs> this could have been the only opportunity I was ever going to have to watch it, right? But I think if you, if it's just not in your house. When you're a kid, like, and it just never, I never felt the need to seek it out, ever to go back to it. Like, it, it was just, it's, I think everyone has got those weird film blind spots, haven't they? Oh, mate, I got heaps. I and, have got and, heaps. And this is obviously, I mean, like, I've never seen, I've not seen loads of horror. I've seen most of the classics, mm-hmm. but I don't really seek out horror. But then I don't think I've ever watched. Like I'm trying to think of a big one. I've never. I don't think I've ever watched The Godfather Part Two. No, I've never seen any of the Godfather. I've seen the first films. one, but I've ne- yeah. yeah, I've never seen. I've never seen the second one. So, tell the guys at home that obviously you've picked it because you hadn't seen it before and you want to decide if it's a classic. Is that right? Yes, that's 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 what we went with. We've and had BBC we... St. Louis. We've had Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. We've had Rashomon, and yeah. obviously the next, the next, the one next that logical leaps in that list. Ghostbusters. Um, we don't need to do that. It's Ghostbusters. I don't think we need to do the plot. Group of fellas go out busting ghosts. They're busting that's ghosts, it. aren't they? That's and, it. Yeah. Um, so Gordon the... Weaver's there too. She's there. Rick Moranis is there. Um, yeah. So I think for my first thing that I want to say as well is I think this is a first. Have we done a classic before? that one of us had seen. So I do believe I so I think when we did Vertigo, so I think I had 
Oh, you had seen was vertigo. It vertigo. Was it Vertigo that you yeah, chose? Yeah, we did Vertigo, yeah. I was yeah, thinking yeah. like, oh, was it Rear Window? Just like, no, no, it was Vertigo. So I think I'd seen Vertigo right. uh, during my time at uni when right, I was studying okay. film. Like, I think that was one. So I had seen that. Couldn't like remember it sort of vividly or anything. So that one. But other than that, I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Yeah. So there we go. Well, in that case, I think the floor is yours. I had right. seen it before. Yeah. What did you, I mean, what are your first impressions? And and then let's move into what did we like about Ghostbusters? All right. So I just want to make it clear that I don't think I'm the target audience for this. I think maybe I'm ro- watching it at the going? wrong time. Where I know that a lot of people this? love this film. I thought it was okay. All right. I thought it was okay. It didn't blow my dick off. It's no, no didn't blow great, your dick off. It's no great dictator. No. It's no Saturday Night Fever. Right. It's okay. no Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Those are the, those are some of the other classics we've done, listeners. By the way, so if you want to <laughs> listen to any of those episodes, they're still available. But there was my list of things to like about it is very long and is much longer than my dislikes list. Okay. It's okay. just that the the one thing on my dislike list because there is only one thing is a bit hard to just ignore, which we'll get onto. Okay. But, okay. So it's funny. It yeah. is funny. I think the so there's a lot of jokes. There's a lot of like one-liners. I think the, the way the characters interact with each other is pretty funny. I think Bill Murray is probably the funniest. Mm. And I actually thought that some of a lot of the jokes were quite timeless because mm-hmm. even though some of them are a bit, you know, on the surface may seem quite derogatory or whatever, they weren't received well. So like it, it wasn't like everyone was going, oh yeah, this guy, Bill Murray's character, he's the best guy ever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so when he's saying like slightly derogatory or creepy things about or to women, mm. that's not being held up as some like good thing. And I do think that in that instance, jokes like that do stand the test of time. So a couple of my, the funniest moments were, one of them was... <laughs> They were talking about something about why the ghosts were there or something. And one of them says, like, oh, it's all it's all because she must be menstruating. And the other one says, Well, what's that got to do with it? And he says, Back off, I'm a scientist. I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> and the other thing was at one point, Bill Murray goes, Listen, do you smell something funny? Shit like that. I love that. I think that's that's good classic humor. And I think Rick Moranis was hilarious and even more funny to have him going up against someone like Sigourney Weaver. It's like, (laughs) my guy, she could crush you with her little finger sort of thing. So to have the sort of dichotomy of those two on screen together, acting alongside each other, I just found really amusing. So Rick Moranis, I thought was very funny. There's like a mocked, there's like a TV advert that they do, don't they, Mm. for the Ghostbusters that they've created to be within the world of the film. And I love that shit, you know? I love it when it's, it's like when we did... um, get over it and the, there was a, a guy who was in a band in that and the film created the music video that that band had done and showed it in the film and I love stuff like that I love those little touches and those little extra bits of detail so I do think there was a, a lot in there that was quite funny I thought that some of the or what seemed to be practical effects were really really good especially towards the beginning where they're trying to are they in a library that's being haunted and like there's books flying yeah, it's around before they sort of have their first bit of success? Yeah, so stuff like that I thought was really effective and it looks like practical effects, however they did it. And some of the CGI in there as well, I don't think it's aged very well, but I reckon for the time it was pretty damn good. But it and was, it is still, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it, it is still really fun. Like it's really vivid, it's really bright, it's really characterful. So I did really enjoy that too. Um. 
What else did I like about it? There is there is more on my list. Josh, what did you like about it? First I mean, so, of all, so I, yeah, I mean, I I'm not so so. I'll say this about Ghostbusters. I I like the film Ghostbusters yeah. for all the reasons I go into. I'm not a fan of like the franchise, so okay. I've never seen the second one. I didn't see the more recent one um, that they made with Paul Rudd in it. I did see mm-hmm. the one that they made with Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig in it, which mm-hmm. I thought got more hate than it deserved but okay, still what you know i'm not here to talk about that one but i thought it was it was okay um it wasn't brilliant it wasn't terrible um so overall what did i like about it? i mean so watching it with a more critical eye it is very funny you know like you say there's lots of good little quippy one lines there's mm-hmm. good real dynamic between the four of them because you've got the four of them are scientists well three of them are scientists and one of them's just a guy mm-hmm. so you've got bill murray dan Aykroyd, and harold ramus who play the three sort of parapsychological scientists who form the Ghostbusters, and then they realise they need another guy. So they hire Winston Zeddemore, played by Ernie Hudson, who was apparently meant to be Eddie Murphy, um, but he didn't want, I don't think he wanted to do it, or I don't know if this, that's just an urban myth. So you've got all, you've got good little sort of different bits of energy. So Bill Murray is the sort of the likable rogue. I like the idea that it doesn't even seem like he believes what he's doing half the time. He just seems to be <laughs> yeah, in it for on. the in it for the glory, in it for the chicks, whatever it is. <laughs> then you've got like Dan Aykroyd, who's sort of energetic and neurotic and a puppy, like mm. he's Ray. And then you've got um, Egon, who is the full-on brains behind it or seems to be mm. the full sort of brains behind it. So I love that. And I love that idea that they, they are sort of winging it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They sort of, they don't, they don't really know what they're doing. It's a very much a concept that, that is strengthened by the performance and the and the mm. sort of uh, chemistry between them. So I do think it is really, really funny. I think it's aged quite well. There's some mm-hmm. bad aging, like you say. Obviously, the effects haven't aged that well, although I think that the fact that the ex- some of the effects aren't great adds to the charm and in I the same that. way yeah. that, like, older Doctor Who does or mm-hmm. other, you know, we, I watched Team Wolf the other day because it was on telly and, like, the, you know, the the effects in that are crap, but at the same time, you can see that they were good at the time. And I think it builds it into the overall aesthetic and it just strengthens that nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. It's one of those films, isn't it? That it's a good, it's good. I mean, we've not, we've not long had Halloween. It's a good Halloweeny film. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch it with kids. Although there's something about that, that I will come back to in my, in my dislikes. I think it's a real good exploration of show. Don't tell. I think I made a note here that, you know, if if this was made now, it'd be an origin story about why they're into ghosts, what personal stakes they'd have that are into ghosts. Whereas this is just everything just is. They just yeah. are into ghosts. Yeah, they just are like, the way they are, yeah. Cause and cause so elements of it did remind me of Casper. And I suppose that's where you sort of think, oh, maybe it is a classic because it went on to influence things like that. But if you think about it, in Casper, obviously the dad's interest in ghosts comes from the fact that his wife died. Mm. And you don't get any of that in this. Like, they never ask... Because one of the things I thought was weird was they never ask, well, why are these ghosts here? What do they want? Like, that doesn't seem to be on anyone's minds. It's literally just, oh, no, a ghost, we've got to bust it, sort of thing. There's no, like, deeper... It's just just pure concept. It's just pure... What if if it's exterminators, but for ghosts? Yeah. Uh, But so I I really like that. You know, there's a lot... Again, a lot of good show don't tell, so there's a bit in it where all of the ghosts escape and you Mm -hmm. see ghosts that they've already caught, but you also see ghosts that they haven't, you haven't seen them catch. Mm. So there's a bit where there's a cab driver who's a ghost and stuff like that. And I love that idea that they've been so successful that you haven't seen all of it. You've just, 
you know, that's just, it just becomes their day-to-day life and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I, I mean, I really enjoy it. It's like, you know, it's lighthearted, it's well-paced, mm-hmm. it's funny, it's daft. It's got, I think, a lot of rewatchability to it. And and so, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I do think it's it's really, really great. So what else for you then? Because obviously I've seen it before, but having watched it for the first time, I mean, I suppose a big question is, and this is very similar to Is It a Classic, but did it live up to the hype? Was it what you expected it to be? Um, I think in, in some regards it exceeded my expectations and in some regards it didn't quite uh, yeah. hit them. I think in terms of what else I did like, I think the performances across the board are pretty strong. Like everyone feels in sync with each other. They all feel like, you know, they understood the assignment. They know exactly what this is. And I also think there's really strong side characters in there as well. Like not just their performances, but like just the sort of little bits of characterizations of them and, you know, their mannerisms and stuff, yeah. I think were really strong and made them quite engaging too. I think a lot of things like the mise-en-scene as well and like the Mm. costume and the colours and stuff, that all felt quite immersive and just enjoyable to watch as well. And obviously I think we've got to talk about, probably touch on the music because I don't, I didn't, I don't know Ghostbusters. Like I don't, I didn't know the film before going into it. I didn't really know much about it, but but obviously I knew that song and everyone knows that song. So in terms of, in, a, in the ways that it could be deemed as a classic, I do think obviously that piece of music has certainly stood the test of time and mm. it still gets riffed off today and, you know, it still feels quite present. The logo as well, so their logo with the ghost and it's got the the, the sort of red line through it, That that's an image that I felt quite familiar with. And prime, I think people... uh, we're in prime Primark pajama territory yeah. exactly exactly just stick it which, on people will buy it don't worry about exactly. it exactly but and they do right and yeah. they do so yeah. that's quite a good indicator as well of, yeah, of yeah. it, of it yeah. maybe being deemed a classic for you what else do you feel like what would be some of the factors that you would use to deem this as a classic how does this when I we think, think about think, the other films we've done i think we've touched on it there this is a classic in a different way to say rashomon or the great dictator in that we, what we were talking about with them was how they influenced cinema. Mm. I think these this did influence cinema, but I think it's different to compare a blockbuster classic to a, a classic, generally speaking, in terms of Rashomon. So I do think it's a classic because exactly what you've said there, you know, you you know this film. You knew that Bill Murray, you know, you must have known that Bill Murray was in it. You I must knew have that known. Bill Murray was in yeah. it. I did not know. I, so I didn't know Sigourney Weaver was in it. Did you not? Oh, wow. No, no. Did you know? And I didn't so did really you... know any of the other guys were in it. So did you know roughly what it was about? Uh, guys go out busting ghosts. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that's and the all, music. That was the gist. And things the like, who are you going to call? Like you who said, you the call? ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Slimer. I bet you've seen Slimer on other stuff. The green think, alien. Is that the, the green, green one, green, yeah. Alien. The, the, it's the alien. Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know, the films, alien. Alien busters, you know. <laughs> um, the, the green ghost there. So, so for me, I think that's how you judge a film as a classic. There are plenty of films that I try and see as many as I can because I'm really obviously into films, hence why I spend a great deal of my time on this. Um, but... There are things like I didn't see Top Gun until a couple of years ago, but I knew everything mm-hmm. it was about. I knew all the twists. I knew the mm-hmm. lines. I knew all the quotes. So I think I think for me it is a classic, which I'm sure we'll, we'll, you know, we'll come back to with a, a stamp of approval at the end. But for me it is because I think it's hard to go into this. Even like you say, you didn't know Sigourney Weaver was in it, but you did know the plot, the song. You probably knew what their costumes looked like. You'll have heard Those things overalls, like... overalls, yeah. Yeah, the I overalls, the don't cross the beams. like... 
that's quite a common like fancy dress or or like Halloween costume Easy, type thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So so I I think it is a classic. Um, but for me, what what makes a film a classic? It's probably its its legacy, isn't it? And it's different. I think what we're talking about different types of legacy here. So Rashomon, unreliable narrator, the way it influenced some of the greatest filmmakers of our time. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Great dictator, similar in terms of the you know the absolute brass balls of of doing satire of that kind at that time. This, I think, it is it's it's pure influence on pop culture, and I think and I think that's it for me. Okay, then we'll move on to talking about things that we uh, dislike about Ghostbusters or that we change about Ghostbusters. This is going to be tough for me, Alice. As I say, I'm not. It's not like up there is my top film, but I do mm-hmm. think. I do think it's you know it's quite a big part of like childhood and nostalgia and all that yada yada yada. But anyway, you've said that you liked it and that you've got more that you liked that you didn't like. But it, you know, you also said it was okay. Mm-hmm. So what made it okay? What did what what made it more? You know, what didn't make it more than okay? What didn't you like about it? So I've only got one thing, but it's it, very but it's, it's a very massive vague. thing. Well, it's very vague and it's very broad, and I hate okay. doing this, right? Because I like to bring a proper, solid argument yeah, to the yeah, table, yeah. and not just go, "Oh, I just didn't really like it." Do you know what I mean? That's not good enough. Yeah, but yeah. but you just didn't really like it. Well, <laughs> about about an hour in, I lost interest. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, not really asked how this ends. Don't really care what happens next, and I'm just wondering if maybe you can help shed a light on why that might yeah. be. Like, why would my 
I just it just didn't hold my attention. Mm. And this is what, like I said at the beginning, I don't think I'm the intended audience. I reckon if I'd have watched this when I was a young teen, so mm. maybe like 13, 14, I reckon I would have been been into it right so it's mm. silly enough for younger audiences but there's enough like adult jokes and swearing mm. and stuff to make younger teens think oh yeah that's pretty cool sort of thing and to really get a lot out of it so i do think if i'd seen it at the right time then i would i it would be like for okay. me but i just felt like now with the with a the sort of stuff that i'm looking for in general from a film anyway but then b when you think about some of the other classics we've done and the impact that they've had on on mm -hmm. us, and this just didn't have that at all. Okay. And I'm I'm sort of just trying to figure out why. Because I, I think it might be. I've got. I think. I think a few things that have sort of popped into my head with you saying that. The first one is that I think when we'll talk about whether it's a classic or not in the next bit. But what would make this a classic is probably not necessarily the content of the film. But more how it you know it affected everything in terms of pop culture, mm -hmm. and I wonder if so. Maybe you were looking for what's keeping me engaged, but the reason it's a classic isn't necessarily the content of the film, but how it was received. Okay, so I, I think that you. might be something. You. Yeah, and the other thing is, is it's very one concept. Mm -hmm. So in terms of variation, you know what they're doing from the start, and then that's it. They're busting ghosts until mm -hmm. at the end they save the city. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So there's no, the stakes are, if we don't do this, ghosts are going to take over the city, but there's no real other stuff going on. There's mm -hmm. no real personal journey for any of the characters. Mm -hmm. They're just there to to um, to be the Ghostbusters. And that's not a problem for me, but I'm in, in terms of what might have kept you not invested, maybe that. And then the other thing as well, I think, I think you know, speaking quite, trying to be more pragmatic and frank, very male. Yeah, it is. Uh, very yeah, male. It's very male, male isn't it? Very male centric. It's very, it's not testosterone. It's, you know, it's not the expendables or whatever, mm -hmm. but it is, it's, it's, you know, it's four guys saving the city. Do you know what I mean? And the only female, you know, there's two, there's two real strong female characters in it. And they, they are Janine, the receptionist, and um, Sigourney Weaver's character, whose name I can't even remember off the top of my head now, mm -hmm. which probably tells you. Yeah. Tells you something. So yeah. I would say it's that. I, I think. Mm. I think you're probably going into this a little bit after the fact. And I wonder if perhaps there's an element of, well, but what's the big deal? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think some films are like that. I went into Top Gun like that. Speaking mm -hmm. of an eighties film, my dad loves Top Gun. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'd watch everyone's it. Dad yeah, loves everyone's, Top everyone's dad loves Top Gun. <laughs> and I said, I did, you know, for me, it was a film that was basically made to try and get, you know, sell sunglasses, sell jackets, and sell join sell the, the Navy. Air Force, sell right? the Air yeah. Force, the Navy, yeah. So, so, but whereas I love the sequel of Top Gun Maverick, I thought it was a really great blockbuster. Um, so, I think that's probably it for me. I, th I think you're probably looking, whereas, you, whereas I came away from The Great Dictator, sort of going, oh, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? And I came away from Gentleman Fur Blondes going, I get it. Mm -hmm. Whereas Rashomon, I came away going, I liked it, but what made me get it was reading about the influence of the film. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, what makes a classic is really interesting, isn't it? Because it, it can be something like the great, great Dictator. It can be something as iconic as, like you say, Saturday Night Fever, which everyone mm -hmm. thinks is is one thing, and actually, when you look at it, it might be another thing, mm -hmm. um, and things like that. So, so for me, that's what I'd say. I, I I think you're probably watching it a little bit after the fact already knowing all the things you know because you're now watching a film with the baggage 
of everything you're going in to expect. And I wonder if that's made you go, even what, what where's the where's the fish hook? Do you know what I mean? Where's the sort mm-hmm. of where's the thing? Where's the thing? Where's the sort of I hate to say it, where's that X factor that's gonna draw me in and make me really like this film? And sometimes that just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Does that Thanks, answer? Josh. Do, do yeah, that thank answer? you. That's you've articulated what I felt without me even knowing what that that's say? what I felt. But I think that made that made a world of sense to me. And I completely get it. So thanks for that. So that was Josh telling you all what my dislikes were. So now Josh can tell us what his dislikes are. I, so any. for me, for me, there's only, it's one specific thing, but it informs a wider thing. So I've always disliked the ghost blowjob bit. Okay. All right. Or the, yeah. Whatever, it, well, I never specifically says, the, the bit where it looks like Dan Aykroyd might bang a ghost. Sure. Yeah. And I've always thought, tonally, without that, this film is a is a for me it is a family a family film on the slightly more older kid mm-hmm. sort of spectrum. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, am I watching this with a four year old? Probably not. Am I watching right. this with an eight year old? I reckon so. Okay, yeah. Whereas, because yeah. there's the odd bit where, like you say, it's a bit adult. There's like references to women and and the way Bill Murray is. But I think a lot of that, or even the bit where they call someone dickless, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think stuff like that is either kids are just laughing at it or it's going over mm-hmm. the head. Whereas mm-hmm. the ghost bit, it's a bit like, it just sort of comes out of nowhere. It's almost as if someone had the idea. Yeah, but what if like one of the ghosts is horny? Yeah, we've got to do this gag. And we've got to do this yeah, knob joke. Yeah. And it's a bit like, and I'm not, you know, I'm like, we've touched it on before with like basketball and Kevin and yeah. Perry. We love a knob joke. We love a knob we joke. We love a knob joke. But, but is it, you know, is this a family film mm-hmm. or is it a 12A? you know sort of more adult comedy but for me without that it's a broadish family comedy and it doesn't need yeah. to it doesn't need to have that bit and i've always always disliked that bit it always i forget about it every time mm. and whenever i watch it I go oh yeah there's a fucking bit where he sort of bangs a ghost like yeah. and it's just weird it just comes out yeah. of nowhere and um and it's a little bit like yeah yeah so so that's it for me i just think tonally i just i always get the impression someone went this is a funny idea and no one went, yeah, but think about the wider picture. The, the audience yeah. as well. Or, like, who is the audience? Yeah. yeah, or they were trying to tell a story that was just sort of, you know, your 12A, and it just didn't quite make it to that. So it mm. seems a little bit all over the place in that sense. So, But that that's it for me. I mean, I mean but, but do you know, I, one thing I do want to say before we move on to critical perception is, whilst I do think this is a classic, which, which we'll come on to, although I've already said it, I think... I do think the way you're looking at it is probably a really good example of the right time to watch a film. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there are there must be other films where if you watch them, it doesn't quite get you. You go, well, I don't really get it. Yeah. You know, What's you know, the big deal, right? You yeah, know, yeah. You know, I, I, so one of my very, very, one of my best mates, I'm a massive Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. and he has tried, Even he's even gone, I've tried to watch it for you as my mate to talk about <laughs> it. And he's gone, I, I can't, I just don't get into it. Yeah, he watches it and goes, "It's just not for me." Mm-hmm. And I'm the I'm, I, I'm probably the same with. We've always we've talked on sort of like I'm not a big sort of sword and shield guy. That's not my. That's not a bit of me. Like I can watch Lord of the Rings and fully appreciate what a masterpiece and how much work went into them. I just wouldn't pick to watch them. Would you likewise, not? No. Do you not love it and think about it all the time and no, cry every like five you. minutes like, during the film? And likewise, no? I imagine oh, okay. that, you know, <laughs> there are people out there who absolutely could, can look at Harry Potter and go, yeah, I get it. Phenomenon. Not for me, though. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it's just down to personal reaction when it gets you, when you watch it. And when I think that's, you, that's sure. this is probably what's happened for you. And you know what? That's fine. Mm. <laughs> it's not, but... It's <laughs> not. <laughs> no, we'll talk about that when we pause the recording. All right, then. So before we get on to our decision about whether we think this film is a classic or not, we are going to have a look at the critical reception. So, Josh, am I right in thinking you haven't seen this? But you've probably got a good I, idea. Yeah, of what's I mean, going no, I, I, I haven't seen the critical <laughs> okay, reception good. for it, but I imagine it's it must be pretty high because it is. Okay. I do think it was it's sort of loved by audiences and critics, right? I don't think we're mm-hmm. talking a ten out of ten, but I reckon I'd be surprised if this gets less than an average seven. Okay. Uh, for me, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a seven eight out of ten film. Okay. Uh, but the sort of legacy and the baggage of the film. It is all part of it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But talking as a yeah. film, yeah, it's a solid seven. Seven. Let's okay. say it's a solid seven. And I would be surprised if across the board it gets less than seven. Okay, then. So on IMDb at the time of recording, it gets 7.8. Okay, looking and good. And then over on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience give it 88%. And then the critics give it 95%. <laughs> Jesus. So That's a big old tomato. That's an average of 87%. Or That's eight and a eight point seven out of ten. I That's mean, a big old score. We don't need to decide if it's you know that's not obviously. I've said I'd be surprised if it gets less than that. I wouldn't mm. give it eight point seven out of ten. I'm not yeah. far off, but it's uh-huh. not. I, I wouldn't say it's overrated because that's not what we're here to discuss. Mm-hmm. But what we are here to discuss is is it a classic mm-hmm. box office wise as well. I mean, I, I don't have the sums off the top of my head. Do you? I can do. No, no, it's no. What I was going to say is, I'm fairly certain this was a big hit. Yeah, it seems like it would be, right? Yeah. That's just so, so we, you know, so in terms of box office and critical reception, for me, I've seen it before. I think it remains a classic for all the reasons I've said in terms of the influence it had on. It's mainly to do with pop culture. It's not even necessarily the influence it's had on other films because I think. That's probably there to see in terms of the wake of the films that came after it. But mm-hmm. like you say, like Casper and, and other and other stuff. But for me, it is a classic for the sole reason of, like you've already said, you you know things about this film, probably know at least five things about this film if you really tried without watching it. Everyone knows mm-hmm. who you're going to call. Everyone knows the you know the plot. Everyone probably knows about Slimer the logo, the car, the, the cast, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Is it a classic? I think that, like you said, about the some of the influences and just the sort of staying power that it has in terms of pop culture, the fact that it's riffed on so much mm-hmm. in, in so many things and that, you know, some of the stuff was quite familiar to me anyway before even seeing it. I think that's, in that regard, it's undeniable that it's a classic because those elements of it have stood the test of time. It doesn't, as a, as a film, as an entity, it doesn't, like as a cinematic breakthrough or whatever, it doesn't stand up to some of the other films that we no. have seen. So in that regard, I don't know if it is a classic. And just going back to what you said before, so box office wise, so they reckon the budget was about 30 million and it made like over 250 mil. Mm. So like it's it's a, a it made <laughs> it made a lot of cash. It did okay. And it's still making money now as well. It is, yeah. And the, you know, the merchandise, there's games. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's games, there's merchandise. Like you say, it's, it's all over the gaff. Like it's the song, the song in its own right is a mm. thing and all that. So for, for me, is is there an argument to be said that this is our first classic? 
that is what you might call a classic of the blockbuster era. Oh, that's so. So, so blockbusters generally considered to have been post Jaws, Mm -hmm. which is seventy five. So I think I'm right in thinking we've only done two films post that, which is Saturday Night Fever. Classics, I mean, we've done loads of films post that. Yeah, Saturday Night Fever and this, (laughs) and both were quite successful. Well, Mm -hmm. obviously, you're not getting Saturday Night Fever lunch boxes and Saturday Night Night Fever. Oh, hey, that's a good idea, that. Let's write (laughs) the business plan. (laughs) So I think I think what we're looking at here is our first blockbuster classic. Okay. And that's why, and by which I mean taking it almost more like a product than a film. Okay. Do you think that's a fair assessment? I think that is a fair assessment. And I think to me that just sort of helps me understand and realise why I feel the way about it that I feel. So there we are then, Ghostbusters, in its own way, in a different (laughs) way perhaps to some of the other classics we have done, is... A classic. Well, there Ooh. we are, Josh. I didn't. I didn't destroy it too much. I didn't ruin <laughs> your childhood with my opinions, with my strong opinions on Ghostbusters. Uh, anyway, it's your turn to pick now. What film are we going to be watching, talking about next week? Next week, Alice. We're going to be watching, and we're going to be talking about Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> All right, I'll try and. Not say anything. Give, <laughs> give the game away. For the listeners at home, Alistair did, did a sort of little dance then. Yeah, it was a bit sort of fists in the air. Full disclosure, we've, 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 we've got to be honest. I know, be honest yeah. But not to home. give anything away. Not about that choice. It's all. No. Um, uh, yeah, so join us next week. We're going to be talking about Kindergarten Cop, starring the one and only Arnie, of course. Um, in the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias. If you just search for us, search for Just Films and That. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X now, TikTok, YouTube. All the links are in the episode description. We're on Patreon as well. So if you want some additional content, access to episodes a day early, extended episodes, ad-free episodes... Click the link in the uh, episode description and you'll find us there, patreon.com forward slash just films and that. Tears start at a pound a month and any support you can give us is hugely appreciated. We're also on the telly box, aren't we, Alice? We are indeed. Every Friday from 6pm you can find us on the local TV network. So that means if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. And I'm also uploading all the videos to Daily Motion. So if you head on over there and search for Just Films and that, our beautiful little faces will pop up on your screens and you'll be able to see us talking about all our favourite underrated and underseen films. Yes, indeed. Lots of ways to see us and hear us and we can't wait to see you next week to talk about Kindergarten Cop. But thank you very much for listening this week. We really appreciate it. It's goodbye from me. Cheerio! It's not a tumor. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.